hey, 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 it's Friday. I'm just telling you guys, I just got here 20 minutes ago. I, got, I still have Aaron in, in the room. Poor Aaron. It's just me and Aaron again. My <laughs> friends have left me. Although Sarah was willing to be in here for me. Sarah, isn't that sweet? Sarah's <laughs> like, hey, listen, I'll come and be there for you. I'm like, spare yourself. <laughs> spare yourself. There was an accident on the highway. I mean, I'm, I'm shaking because I didn't think I was going to make it here in time. <laughs> and that, that's legit. That ain't from a Red Bull. <laughs> that's fear. That's what that's from. Have on the phone with Heather. And Heather's like, hey. And I'm like, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm not going to make it. And listen, my attire, you're getting what you get. Today's Friday. Free you, Friday. You freaked me out a little too. So. I freaked Aaron out too. Aaron actually had to look and make sure that the date was the date. Yeah, I thought he was, it was thinking, stupid. And, and listen, I don't know what to tell you. I don't want to hear anybody critique this is tell life, me it's baby. wrong to I, I just saw my can up on the top yeah I, I know listen I know it's show business out of sight out of mind <laughs> I might have to drink some of that and just in case this t- I'm just telling you people today's a hot mess like no other <sighs> it's one for the books people and I'm going live see if this was recorded that's why Heather's like see if you recorded you yeah. don't have these problems and I concur but it's more fun this way. Aaron thinks it's more fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I disagree right now. <laughs> After it's all over, but listen, the bank might call me. And if the bank calls me, I have to take this. <laughs> I have no choice. Live, baby. Live. Live. I have to take it. We're going to mute this mic. <laughs> I'll tell Aaron's going to talk and tell jokes. I don't know what he's going to put on the screen, but I'm just saying to you right now if they call, I have to take it. Because yeah. it's for the roof. It's the money for the roof. And the roofers want their money. This is real life. I know. And then <laughs> it's also for emissions. So I, I have to do it. Okay. I'm looking at my... That's... I was debatable if I like that chapstick. I'm, I'm thinking it's okay. All right. Let's go. <laughs> enough is enough. Let's get on pace and task. Yeah, you got that thing for me, that radiance thing I'm looking yeah, at right there. Case, God yeah. bless. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Yep, there you go. I'm going to keep reminding everybody about Revival Today's Women's Conference because you never know who's going to turn. You never know who's going to tune in, and they're like, you know what? My life's a piece of crap right now. I need to get around some other ladies and men. I don't care, even if you identify as a man or a woman. <laughs> For a small period of time, you're not coming. It's going to be a great time. You can watch it. You can stream it. It's going to be live. And they and listen, Magalas and Adalas bring it. They, it's going to be good. So um, Thursday night, you got it up there for me. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So Thursday, uh, right now I was told I do a morning the the morning session, which apparently that's Friday, but who knows? In my opinion, you always go in the progression of like when I did ours I'm looking at Aaron when I did ours I did Thursday night because eh. I did Magalis next then Adalis and then Pastor Donica which it's Pastor Adalis too whatever but um so you always go in the progression of like the lowest to the greatest right <laughs> which we'll stay at that too when we do my ladies thing it'll be the same way you save the best for last yeah 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 so you start out with, eh, and you work your way. <laughs> well, you're doing the Q and A, right? The, I am no, I'm in the Q and A now. Yeah, but that's Saturday. Yeah, but I'm just saying so I should be so first. I should be Thursday. Then Magalas, because Magalas like saving the best for last. No, because Adalas <laughs> is Saturday. Is that Saturday? No, Adalas is uh, Friday night, and then Saturday morning, it's a brunch and a Q and A. Yeah, yeah. There you go. You well, I'm it. not all by myself in that. But you made it. Uh, I, I thought I was facilitating. <laughs> people are going to ask me questions. I don't even know if they know what's happening. <laughs> I don't know if they really want people to ask me questions. <laughs> We're going to find out. It could be messy. <laughs> could be messy. <laughs> I don't know. Let's see. My So did you see if my computer yeah, looks good? Yeah, you're good. good. I do? You're okay. good. I'm not kidding you, people. Like, I literally walked in and your countdown was on. So... <laughs> 
I didn't even know what this desk was going to look like. I didn't even know what my hair looked like. I looked at it and I was like, woo, because I was a windblown. I looked like I went through a tunnel, a windblown tunnel. Oh my goodness. So if you're still hanging on and you're still watching through all of this, my feels, you got my feels going. How many people are? Let's uh, see. He's going to check it out. Fridays are low. Fridays are low. because you 25. Oh my gosh. We got 25 people watching live. Yeah. That's amazing, people. And that's probably because, and there's a bug flying around me. <laughs> that's because I'm a hot mess. So let's get going. <clears throat> Very interesting questions this today. Very, very interesting questions. And I hope the way that I answered this first one is non-offensive. I have a feeling it might be offensive, depending on the angle in which you are writing this. If you're write, writing this to defend your stand on keeping the day Sabbath as a Saturday, I might offend you. If you wrote this to defend your stand that it doesn't matter what day this, we, we do the Sabbath, then you're going to love me. <laughs> Either way, though, my purpose is not to offend. My purpose is to speak truth. Please explain the Ten Commandments. Keep the Sabbath day holy. Why do we worship on Sunday instead of Saturday? The commandments say Sabbath. Okay. So we're going to look at what the Ten Commandments are. I'm sure, I am sure that I can feel Aaron itching over there to say something. I'm good. I'm good. You have nothing to say? Oh, I'm sure you have something to say. You, You're gonna you start. I, I'm gonna. He'll have something to say though, on this one. Ten Commandments. So this was number four. Keeping the day, uh, uh, keeping the Sabbath holy is number four of the Ten Commandments. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work. You, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your cattle, nor your stranger who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Okay, so I grew up in a home like... Me and Aaron were just talking about this before we became we we got live. Like I grew up in a strict Pentecostal holiness home. There was absolutely positively uh I don't think my mom wore makeup. We definitely didn't cut our hair. <laughs> and we did not wear pants. Mm. We wore dresses. Okay. Yeah, I that's how I grew up. I don't think I saw a pair of pants or wore a pair of pants until I was 10. So that's like Vanessa, actually. Probably. Because right? she had that kind of Pentecostal holiness background. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Which, hey, listen, I'm not saying that there's... If you're running to holiness, it's way better yeah. than running the associated related churches way. Yep. <laughs> I mean, bravo. Yeah. I mean, I think people need to run to holiness. Now, do I agree with everything? No, I don't. But... But there's something to be said for being holy. And here's the thing. Like, for Tom, if we would have stayed that route, he don't like a lot of makeup. So that worked out, would have worked out. He's, he's yeah. not a big makeup guy. He likes more of the natural look. Me too. Which works great for me. Yeah. Uh, because I don't like wearing makeup. <laughs> Although I am wearing a lot of it right now. Because Lord knows, if you saw me without this, he's the only one that likes it like that. Eesh. He that men love long hair. Yep. It's your crown and glory, ladies. Um, per the Bible. Uh, so he loves, so, so in some cases, it works out really well. Like the whole Pentecostal holiness thing. Yeah. The dress part, though, never wearing pants. That's all I do, pretty much, is wear pants. <laughs> now, I don't wear shorts. These legs are not to be seen in shorts. They're gross, but I'm just saying. But let's let's look at this whole thing. Uh, when we look at the Ten Commandments, most people only stick to the part about keeping that day holy, you know, observing that day. There's way more to it than that because it says you're not to do a daggum thing on that day. And I grew up that seriously until, I don't know, until my dad discovered golf. That's when he changed his rule. Kids. 
Yeah, my mom would confirm. Huh. It, might, it was golf or something. It was something like that. But we did nothing on the Sabbath. We rested. My mom didn't grocery shop. I She may have probably cooked a meal or something like that. But my dad was a stickler on nobody does anything. We got to play and stuff like that. But we weren't going shopping. We weren't nothing. Now, did you do that on Saturday or Sunday? Sunday. Oh, because, okay. and I'll get to that, okay. because yeah, yeah. it was Sunday. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, interesting, huh? Uh, but we grew up in a Pentecostal church. Yeah. You don't, in a Pentecostal church, you don't go to church no. on a Saturday. No. Yeah. Pentecostal holiness even observes Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But, so the t- Ten Commandments were written to the Jewish people and the Israelites. We have to remember that that's who it was made to, okay? We also have to remember that um, if we are going to stick into states into strict concordance of that so if you are observing if, if your stance is uh to me that i prove the point that actually saturday sh- should be what is observed and that you strict you're strict to that that you actually uh believe that the sabbath is saturday and that's when you go to church um, I would also ask you then, are you doing anything else on Saturday? Are, do you observe it to the strict guidelines that the, the Ten Commandments say? Because if you're going to say that you apply one rule, you have to apply all the rule, right? Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Super important that we're not hypocritical in the things that we say are, that we mandate. And I'm not saying that this person that wrote this is mandating it because I'm saying that you could also be saying, I want to prove a point. I want to have a, some biblical knowledge on proving my point to maybe a family member or a friend that is saying me going to church on Sunday, I'm wrong. Right. So you might be, you might be playing devil's advocate right here and you're trying to prove your point that Sabbath isn't Saturday, Sabbath is Sunday or whatever. Um, my point to that, though, if somebody observes the Sabbath as Saturday, then you better make sure you're doing nothing. None of your kids are doing anything. Everybody that's in that home, because that was the rule, whoever is in the home, the confines of that home, they do nothing. Yeah, I mean, and are you doing it Friday night to Saturday night? Because that would be... Sundown to sun up. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And to me, I, I would wonder, like, if you wanted to do this, like if you were somebody who, what you were talking about might get offended by your answer, if you're somebody that wants to observe it like that, then can't you just do that on your own? You don't have to like have a church do it because then you can just go attend, because you're not supposed to drive, you're not supposed to do anything technically. So wouldn't you just read the word worship on a Saturday and then go to church on Sunday? Why would that matter? Well, and plus you couldn't, you couldn't um, do anything with your animals. Yeah. Like, you there was I mean you couldn't was, cook. You had to pre- you had to get it prepared before, before Friday night. Yeah, yeah. There was no cooking. Yeah, there was nothing. <laughs> no housework. Nothing. You did nothing yeah. but observe that day. Observe God. Keep it holy, and rest. Yeah, that was it. And a lot of people just stick to it being that they're gonna only do Saturday service. They don't go to the rest of the scriptures. Yeah, that's my big pet peeve with people and and the Bible. Now let's look at the New Testament, what it says about the Sabbath. Because we don't abide in the Old Testament. We do, but we have a better covenant. So let's look at what the New Testament says. Colossians 2.16 says, So let no no one judge you in food or in drink or regarding or regarding a, fast, a festival or a new moon or Sabbaths. Boom. Drop the mic Oops. right there. So let no one <laughs> judge you in food or in drink or regarding a festival or a new moon, or Sabbaths. That pretty much says it all. Yep. But it doesn't, because I have more. <laughs> Colossians 2.14 says, Having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was cr- contrary to us, and he, ha- and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. So, Colossians 2.16 says, that No one's supposed to judge you on what you, f- you eat, you drink, a festival, a new moon, or Sabbath, and the festivals were like the ones that they um, like Passover and things like that. Those yeah. those fe- festivals, um, and they celebrate many because when I worked for an Israeli-based company, they were off more than they worked. 
Truth. Yeah. Yeah. They had so many festivals that they celebrated, rightfully so. Listen, if you're observing and you're a true person that observes the Jewish law uh, and that's your code of, of ethics or whatever, then you need to be doing that. That's your holiday. You need to be worship, you know, doing it to, to its fullest. But they had more vacation days than they knew what to do with based on festivals and things like that. But in 2.14, so 2.16 says no one should judge you, but 2.14 says having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, meaning the law, mm-hmm. the Ten Commandments, which was contrary to us, and he, and this actually, and the reason you don't have scriptures right now is because of me. I'm the problem. I'm the reason why. This is the problem of going live. And if you hear noise, that's the guys on the roof. So, um, or the guy pulling the insulation out of the ceiling. Whatever. Um, it, when it says, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross, he is capitalized as a capital H, meaning Jesus. And Jesus has taken it out of the way, having nailed it through the cross. So the Sabbath, the new moons, the festivals, when he died on the cross, he purchased everything for us. We live under a new covenant. Old things have passed away. All things becoming new. And we can abide in the new, which is two uh, verses below that saying that no one can judge us on the Sabbath that we celebrate. Um, Romans 14, 5 through 6 and I'm only going to give you a portion of six because um, the other part, it, it doesn't really apply. It goes off on a, another on another direction. Not that it disproves what I'm saying. It's just a waste of time reading it to you because you'd be like, I didn't hear, need to hear that part. Romans 14, 5 through 6a says, One person esteems one day above another. Another esteems every day alike. Let each be fully convinced in his own mind. He who observes the day observes it to the Lord, and he who does not observe the day to the Lord, he does not observe it. Another dry, dry, uh, mic drop. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Is like if you felt convicted to do it, first of all, know that that's not like it was with the law where it was required because Jesus already done it, did away with that as a requirement. But if right. you felt like you needed to do it, okay, then do it. Just do it on your own. That's fine. Yeah, it's not a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Have it your day be whatever day you want. Listen, for crying out loud, have a Tuesday. Having a day to where you don't do anything actually kind of sounds nice. I would kill for a day no, that I wouldn't. did nothing. No, you wouldn't. You're I a might. workaholic. I'm a workaholic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. I, uh, yes, I am. But yeah. I do love sleep. Sleep is nice. Oh, my gosh. I'm not like Tom. Tom <laughs> is like four hours. I a, can't do that. Four or five hours a day. And no. he's completely fine. I he didn't go to bed until like for this morning. I can do chunks of that, but then I have to catch up. Excuse me. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. He went to bed at four this morning. I don't even know what time he got up, but it's like, I'm like, how do you function like that? I, listen, I'm mean with sleep. Can, I'm, I'm mean with sleep. Can you imagine? I'm a, I would be a badger. I would be like, without it. And it wouldn't be pretty at all. So everybody is very grateful when I get my 8 to 10. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Galatians 4, 9 through 10 says, But now after you have known God, or rather are known by God, how is it that you turn again to the weak and um, beggarly elements to which you desire again to be in bondage? So it's saying basically saying you were set free through the blood of Jesus Christ, but yet you want to go back to the things that hold you in bondage and make you a slave you've been set free it goes on to say you observe days and months and seasons and years it's basically saying you don't have to do that anymore be free uh observe the day for me it's do you set aside time that you do not forsake the assembling of yourself together yeah that's that's biblical you have to do that yep. and that doesn't mean you go to church that means you can be in a body of, it should be in order. It should be orderly. But that could mean that if like right now with COVID, people are like, they don't have a church to go to. But what you can do is get a group of like-minded believers, have a strong home church or Bible study where you're fellowshipping together and keeping yourself accountable. Super important. You got something to say. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, or you can tune into Black Robe TV. 
uh, Sundays yeah. at 10. There's people but, that, that come together as a group. I'm not saying do it by yourself. But the thing is, is they're talking while they should be listening. Well, I oppose that. Yeah. Uh, what I don't like, and some of you may be on here watching, it's one thing to talk during Tom's podcast with one another. And because it's political and you guys you're you know, sometimes needing that that time of being together and a cohesive unit. But here's the thing. When preaching's going on, typing should be stopping. Yeah, I agree. You shouldn't be typing. I agree. You should be listening because God's got something for you and you're being distracted, usually by the enemy, in yeah. my opinion, or your flesh, one of the two, talking amongst yourselves. It's one thing to greet each other and to say amen or whatever, type amen or stand in agreement or whatever. It's another thing to ha sit there and have a conversation. And I don't know if that actually happens, but it probably does because yeah. we're carnal. People need to not be conversing with one another when they're watching somebody preach. But yeah. it's still, you're not, you're not together in fellowship i just i just meant there's actually people that i've read comments or emails from that yep. have a group of people go to their house and they stream it on their tv so they oh. have like a it's almost like a home group yeah but there's a, Cana a fa canadian family that yeah. does that yeah 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 you're absolutely right so yeah do that yeah do that do that <laughs> do that that's a great idea. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. I thought you meant like they were talking on the thing. No, Which no. that needs to be corrected too. I, yeah, for sure. For sure. So, um, let, so let's look at this. Uh, this is very, very interesting. I, see, the thing is, is when you guys ask questions, it really, like, a lot of times I already know the answer, but I always have to dig deeper. Um, that's one of the reasons why I won't take questions on the fly because then I miss some of the things like this that I want to tell you. And if there's a question or anything that anybody has yeah. on there that you think I might or that I need to interact with, you just shoot it over and tell me. Otherwise, we're just going to keep going. Yep. Focus. Got my blinders on. I will ask you, on what day did the first church meet? The thing, facts are nobody knows. Not anybody knows what day the first, uh, what day they officially met. Uh, but... There is scripture, so there's no scripture that says that the early church met on Saturday, nothing. There is scripture that does talk about when they did meet in different places, which is very interesting. When I was doing my research and looking up scripture, I was, I was like, holy macanolis, I never noticed this. Now, on the first day of the week, which the first day of the week is still Sunday, mm -hmm. that was still considered Sunday, now, on the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul, ready to depart the next day, spoke to them and continued his message until midnight. So he's preaching. They took communion, and he was preaching mm -hmm. on the first day, which would be what day? Sunday. Sunday. <laughs> first Corinthians 16.2 says, On the first day of the week, let each of you... Um, each one of you lay something aside, storing up as he may prosper, that there be no collections when I come. So somebody was giving tithe and offering. On a Sunday. On the first day <laughs> of the week. What would you be doing that at? Probably a service. Yep. The assembling of yourself together. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. Call me crazy. But I don't think God really cares. Saturday, Sunday, yeah. Monday, Tuesday. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, as long as you're going. I don't, I don't think he cares. <laughs> but it's, yet there's a, an entire denomination based on Seventh-day On day Saturday. Yeah. Okay. On Saturday. It just proves that people don't read their Bible. They follow doctrines. Yep. Doctrines are dangerous, people. That's the reason why we call ourselves full gospel. We are full gospel, which means we are no doctrine. Doctrines are dangerous because they're man-made. Yep. And a lot of times, men have ulterior motives as to the reason why they're creating that doctrine. Have no doctrine. Just follow the Bible. Yeah. Next question. Hey, I got no timer. Oh, I'll put it up. How long you. did I do that? What you, am I, what's, you got 35 minutes. I got 35 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo -woo. I'll, I'll put it up. <laughs> That's good. Well, you know what? It really don't matter. You can. I'm going to go until I go. You just, some, some you just do, yeah. To some degree. But you can help me out. Um, did you know you always wanted to be in ministry? Somebody asked me if I always know. And you know what? I'm going to 
turn this so it's not really so much about me. I'm going to make this be about people in general. I'll answer this question for myself, okay? But in general, a lot of times people ask you a question like, did you know you were, you were, that you always wanted to be in ministry? A lot of times they're asking that question because they're trying to figure out if they're supposed to be in ministry. Mm -hmm. Like, what does that look like? How did you find that out, you know? No, the answer is no, I did not know I always wanted to be in ministry at all. I had no desire to be in ministry whatsoever. I grew up in a Christian home. Always, my parents, for the most part, every church we ever went to, a lot of them were small, some of them were big, but on the whole, a lot of them were small. So everybody was really close to one another. We all were a very tight-knit group. The pastor was friends with the congregation. That might be the reasons why they were small. Because yeah. that's not always the best thing. Yeah. Um, but we were always, uh, always, always, even in the big churches, my family, I don't know why, we were close to the pastor and their family. And that might be the reason why I dated both pastor's sons that one time. <laughs> because I knew them. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And you end up liking your friends sometimes. Yeah. Like you get to know one another and you're like, oh, I wasn't, I didn't like you before, but you weren't that cute. But now I know you. Yeah. You're kind of cute. We jive. We jive. So I grew up being around pastors, but I had no desire to be in ministry whatsoever until I went to high school. And this is crazy. There was a boy, my husband, he actually, he's Facebook friends with my husband. I don't <laughs> think he's Facebook friends with me. That's funny. Yeah. I had, like, he was, like, I think this guy was my brother's best man. He's the best guy in the world. That's really loud. Yeah. Um, I had a guy that I really, really liked, and I knew he was called into ministry. And in high school, I liked him for about, I think, my whole high school, my whole high school life, except for, but the problem was, is I was so scared to date him. Mm. Like, I was so afraid. I didn't date somebody until I was almost 18 years of age. By the time he liked me, because he dated girls, he was a cute guy, he dated girls. By the time he liked me, I was always stopping liking him. Mm. And then when he liked me, I didn't, you know, then when I liked him again, he didn't like me. He was with another girl because he was cute. So, but I knew he wanted to be in ministry. And I thought, and then I thought, well, I think I'm supposed to marry him or be with him, which obviously you're young, you're stupid, you don't know any better, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I thought, well, then I might be in ministry if that's the case, because I knew he was going to be a pastor or something. Guess what? Dang if he ain't. He's a pastor. And he's done a great job. He, he actually graduated from high school, went away to Jimmy Swaggart's Bible school. Hmm. Yeah. I almost went to Jimmy Swaggart's. I love, I, say what you want. <laughs> about Jimmy Swagger. I like the man. Yeah. I mean, everybody everybody fails and has and falters and there by the grace of God go I. But who am I? <laughs> I faltered and failed. <laughs> I mean, everybody, you know, his just was so public because of who he was, right? I'm not saying he would he I'm not saying it was a stellar moment for the man, but doesn't mean that he didn't doesn't have some great things like he's old time. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I still watch him. Me yeah. and Tom, we turn on, you know, we watch Christian TV. Yeah. We'll turn him on. We both love him. He's got the old style music still. Um, it's good. It's good stuff. But um, uh, so he he went to Jimmy Swagger. He ended up going into ministry. He married a girl from the church. They have a great family. He's a great guy. Uh, but that But he is the reason why I thought it might be in ministry. <laughs> And then I went hog wild and never thought I'd, I didn't even think I'd come back to God. <laughs> I thought I'd, listen. Hog wild. Hog wild. <laughs> I went hog wild. I thought it was over for me. I thought I was done. Um, but Romans ten twenty nine says his gifts and callings are um, irrevocable. So apparently I did have a calling on my life. I just really didn't realize how serious, you know. Plus when you're young you think I, that can't be it. That can't be it. Well, it probably was. My mom, I think I've said this before, my mom prophesied before Tom and I got married. We were, I think, engaged. I'd have to ask her. 
She'll probably call me when I hang up the when I'm, when I hang up when I get off here. She'll probably call me and be like, "It was this time," because my mom is very prophetic, but she remembers everything. I mean, how a woman remembers everything, I do not know, but she remembers everything. So uh, I can't even remember what I did ten minutes ago. Now my mother, whole different story. Um, so, uh, my mom prophesied before we got married that in the seventh year that Tom and I would go into ministry. It happened actually where Tom started doing, uh, we didn't step out officially on our own until our seventh year, but he started doing ministry in his third. I think he was, um, I think he ended up doing like worship leading with Pete. He did youth, youth pastor. Um, at that time and I think he did something else but um, but I'll be honest with you I never thought I never thought he would be a pastor I knew he'd be called into ministry and boy was I excited yeah. like I remember going to a beach with my girlfriend this is right after the Lord said to me you will be in ministry and at that time I had no idea now some of you people are like I know God's called me into ministry I have no idea what it is and what it'll look like now this is how stupid I was <laughs> like I thought that we would probably be uh, like doing a Bible study for married couples. I'd only been married three years. <laughs> like, who? what the heck do you know at three years? Nada. Nothing. <laughs> but that's how stupid you are. You're, I was just so excited. I remember telling my girlfriend, because I had the dream the night before when the Lord told me, you're, you're going to step out. I'm going to put you into ministry, you and Tom. Um, and so I was so excited. And I was like, I have no idea. How long is this going to take? What's it going to be like? If you're living like that, I just was texting with um, with my buddy this morning, uh, Tracy's husband, and he was telling me he was deep in the word. He was like digging deep in some, some to some things, and I and he knows he's got a calling on his life. He doesn't know exactly what that calling is, and my words to him were, "That's how you get to your calling sooner," because it is. And I will tell you, if you believe that God has called you into ministry, whatever that looks like. Because I'll tell you, Tom was petrified to speak in public. He shook like he was having a seizure the very first time he preached because he was, oh, hold on. No, that's not it. Um, <laughs> I was getting ready for dad jokes. Yeah, oh my gosh. That was, <laughs> that's, that's my insurance company telling me about our claim. <laughs> And if I wasn't a holy person, <laughs> I might give them a hand signal. I'm so irritated with them. <laughs> but I'm a Christian, and I don't do those things. <laughs> so I will tell you, if you feel like God's got a calling on your life, and you know he wants to use you in ministry, Tom never would have suspected that God would use him to preach because he was he did not. He, when he was in college and he did uh, public speaking, he shook. He was so scared. I think he failed the first time he had to do one and went and sat down because he was like, I can't do it. God will do and call you to the things that without him, you're not capable of doing. If in your own might you're able to do them, he doesn't need you. Yeah. It's probably not it. Yeah. It's when it's not by your might but his that that's the thing. Yeah, and he made himself available. He made himself. He said, whatever you want me to do, I'll do. Yeah. Even if it, my stomach is growling, excuse me. Even yes, he did. He was like, "Whatever it is, I'll do it." I mean, Moses, even if it scares me to death. Moses stuttered. Yeah. So, one hundred percent. It's just interesting. It's very interesting, <laughs> very interesting. So I will tell you, if you think you know what it is, you don't know. Like T Norma, she feels called that God has called her to help these with, with these crusades. She's about to go off into her second crusade. And she's been, uh, the money has miraculously come in. She's very blessed. But that girl sowed some crazy seed. Uh, and so I will say to you, and, and Tom and I had nothing to do with it. Like we hadn't, I didn't even know that, that this was going to happen <laughs> for her. I just told her, you're going to, it's a wing and a prayer, sister. If God's called you, you, then he'll provide the way. Um, she always said, I will never go to Africa. <laughs> yeah, and now she loves those people. But that's crazy because 
he'll but she wants to go she's doing the very thing that she said i never want to do and i don't know this might be her last trip for all we know who knows but she's answering the call but it's the same thing with are you willing to be obedient exactly and it's the same thing with like uh tom going to the river i mean yes he always uses the things that you swear against yep you say never to. <laughs> yeah. I and I tell you this, I don't I hardly ever say I'll never anymore. Yeah. Every time I say I'll never You will except for having an <laughs> uh uh-huh, except for having more children. <laughs> I it's like I'm, I'm done. done dude. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. And then Thomas like, please, just one more. So for Christmas under the tree, I gave him the opportunity, not physically <laughs> under the tree at that moment. God bless. That's Woo. a visual. Oh man. No. Wow. I gave him a nice card <laughs> yeah, and said, listen, you got a whole year. Figure it out. I will have one more kid for you. <laughs> then he got scared and backed down. And I was like, praise you, Jesus. Because <laughs> I'm only good for two. And the Holy Spirit was going to have to do a major work on for me for number three. But then Tom realized he ain't got it for three either. Yeah, You're outnumbered, man. Yeah, yeah. You got to be... <laughs> really good to have more than you have to know you have to know yourself and i know myself anything more than two (laughs) i'm not the most patient of individuals everybody that knows me knows this i'm like now can you briefly talk about the time before genesis and the flood that apparently occurred so here's the thing i've already talked about this before I actually like the person that wrote this question. Very, very interesting. I mean, uh, this, uh, I mean, I don't know them very well. I'm just saying, I, I just so happened they put their name on here. And um, so they're very sweet from what, I, from what I know. They could, you know, they could be crazy behind the scenes, but they look good on the, on the surface. <laughs> um, so, so here's the thing. I did do some research because I wasn't sure exactly what we were talking about here. And it is. It's called the gap theory. It's also called the Luciferian flood. Okay. That's what you were talking about because that's the only flood prior to Noah that has taken place that people believe. And there's no real proof of this. Okay. All right. So the gap theory for everybody that's new. That didn't see. I, I think the gap theory was like one of my first several podcasts that I did. Um, it's also called. It's also called Lucifer's flood. It teaches that many millions of years ago, God created a perfect heaven and earth, which is in Genesis one one. And it's this. This happens. Every the, the theory is it happens between Genesis one one and one two. And the reason they believe this is because some people have the theory that the seven days is like um there's different theories but i think this is the one that they're using is it a a thousand days is like a a day is like a thousand years and a year Mm. a year is like a thousand years is like a day that's the scripture i believe they're basing this genesis 1 1 to genesis 1 2 on yeah but if you look at the greek for certain words for day in Genesis, it actually means twenty-four hour period. So yeah. I just, I just don't know, yeah, yeah. like how that works. That's why you need logos. Yeah, exactly. Logos will answer your question. <laughs> so at that time, Satan was the ruler of the earth, which was inhabited by a race of men with no souls. That's what people believe the gap theory, the Luciferian flood, is. Okay, or Lucifer's flood. Satan rebelled and sin entered the universe after Satan's rebellion and fall from heaven. Satan's fall also brought God's judgment in the form of a flood named for him, Lucifer's flood. All the plant, animal, and human fossils upon the earth today were caused by this flood and do not bear any genetic relationships with the plants, animals, and humans living today. This Luciferian flood is said to have occurred, like I said, between Genesis 1 and Genesis 2, 1, 1, 1, and 1, 2. And it was the event that explains the waters and reduced the world to without form and void, which we see in Genesis 1, 2. So that's where this theory has come into it. And I'm not, and I'm going to talk about, I mean, I'm going to briefly talk about this because my philosophy on things is this. 
It's great. And like a lot of people love the Bible because of its history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They do. I, I mean, I, I love it because of its history. But the thing is, is when we get so, when we dig so deep into things like this, and I'm not saying that this is what this person did by no means, because I don't know them well enough. What happens though in the past from what I have seen with people who love the history or love digging deep on these theologies and things like that, they're not out healing the sick. God bless. Talk. Can you put oh. me on mute real quick? Oh, yeah. So sorry. So sorry. Yeah. All right. So now I'm your guys' entertainment while <laughs> she talks on the phone. Um, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> she's laughing at me because I was trying to remember exactly where she was going with that so I could just kind of comment on it. Um, but a lot of times people will focus on things that, uh, like she was talking about with Old Testament studies or anything like that, and they f- they so focus on it that they're actually not focused on doing the things that we're called to, that we're mandated to do, like going out and saving sinners, uh, healing the sick, raising the dead, you know, giving sight to the blind, those kind of things. They get so wrapped up in these kind of controversial theories um, that they they make the minor things major and the major things minor. So, um, you know, for me, I know I love digging into things, you know, like doing deep dives on things, but I always remember that that even with the deep dive, uh, it's still not the main thing. The main thing is always saving people, preaching the gospel, uh, praying over the sick, and that kind of stuff, and and those signs will follow, um, you know, those who believe. So if you believe, if you truly believe, then the signs and wonders will follow you. It doesn't mean that, you know, you're not going to do some controversial deep dives, but it just means that that's not going to be the main thing. You don't see Jesus talking about, you know, uh, Lucifer's flood. He wasn't talking about certain things that people, um, you know, get all uppity about. He actually was preaching the gospel instead. So those are those are more important things. Oh, there she goes. So now I'm... <laughs> this, is, this is actually really funny because... <laughs> It's it's so entertaining. This see this is why this is why we do live podcasts because it's so entertaining. You never know what's going to happen. You never know if you know hope is going to be on and uh, have to take a call live, uh, and then I have to do it. But you know, oh here she is, she's Thank back. Thank you, Lord God. <laughs> I'm so sorry, people. Seriously, that was like nine one one emergency had to be done. Super. Listen, sorry. you got forty three people on, so. Oh dear, Lords of Mercy. <laughs> So sorry. Kid you not. I was just going off of what you were saying is that people focus on minor things and make uh-huh. them major and then take the major things and minor them, which would be, you know, preaching to the, preaching the gospel, yeah. healing the sick, and they focus on controversial theories instead of, And know. the reason is, is it's so easy. It's a lot it's much easier, easier. <laughs> to study that out and to wonder what tributary that'll go to yeah. than actually getting somebody up out of a wheelchair correct correct that's risky business but truthfully that's what god's called us to do now here's the thing perry stone brings up a very good um he understands the luciferian theory or whatever but there's another theory called pangea 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 yeah how do you know how to pronounce all these daggum words I, i don't know God bless you. I, I do Praise a lot of Lord. studying too. I do. I, I do too, but I yeah. listen. I'm not phonetically well, I guess. Do you put it on the little thing and make it? T- I, that's what I do when I'm trying to. Figure Sometimes, out. Yeah. a lot of times, you know, it's there's this joke: "Hook it on, pahonics work it for me." I can now read on the fifth grade level. <laughs> Hooked on phonics, what baby. Ebbs. Hooked on phonics. It's good stuff. <laughs> Shut up. I homeschooled. I was homeschooled too. That <laughs> scary. That that helps me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In some ways. Yeah. So this Pangea is meaning all lands. Okay, that's what Pangea means. Let's all see if lands. I can pull up a picture of it. Yeah, that would be great. And what Pangea states, and he does not subscribe to this. What he's saying is that he understands there's a another theory that there's two floods, Noah's flood, but one that also took place. 
So you might be talking about the Pangea theory along with, or the gap theory. I don't know which one. Maybe, I don't know. So what it basically states is that the continents of the world may have been a supercontinent. Yeah. Which is very interesting. At one time, or a large land mass, mass surrounded by water. And this is not difficult to envision when observing a large world map. This theory suggests that the interconnected landmass broke up, forming the continents as we know them today. If Pangaea is correct, it means something occurred in the past that divided the single land area into separate continents. There you go. Some suggest... Is that Pangaea that's right Pangea. there? That's Pangaea, yeah. Oh! That's daggum cool. So then it all spread it out. Yeah, yeah. That helps. I, I'm telling you, I'm a visual, I'm a visual person. Yeah, me too. So for me to see that, I'm like, oh, for crying out loud, that makes daggum sense. Well, and you can see like where Africa fits in between the United States and South America, right there. Yeah. It like fits perfectly. So it is interesting. It's an interesting. So theory. interesting. And you know, I, I'll be honest with you, people. I kind of wish it would have stayed like that. Because then, <laughs> guess what? Hurricane Ian wouldn't have taken out my house. Yeah. And and Tom would never have to fly. You could oh. drive. Tom does not like to fly. Yeah, he could drive. But he could drive everywhere. Yeah. We could take a small boat over to Africa. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. A river boat. <laughs> yeah, that would be so simple. That would be so simple because yeah. I have to put my daughter on a plane on Sunday night. Yeah. And I'm not excited about that. Yeah, yeah. Not because I'm worried about her. It's just like if it was a hop, skip, and a jump, guess who'd be going with her? Me. Mama. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Instead, it's a fortune. <laughs> Mama ain't going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had too much stuff to do around here. But here's the thing. Some suggest this event was catastrophic, was a catastrophic flood of Noah's day. Mm. So when Noah, so he understands that people understand that there's two different. Yeah. But he's saying that everything separated in Noah's time. Where, where does this come from, though? Like, where does the, even the idea of Lucifer's flood because, I, I mean, you don't it's really see verses. Yeah. You don't see it. That's my point, though. That's why I'm like, if it ain't in the Bible. Just, but here's the thing yeah. people would say to you. They would they would play devil's advocate. They would say, well, the book of Enoch's not in there either. Yeah. They would also say to you, there's other, there's other writings that they didn't put in there either. You so, know, Tommy and I were actually talking about the book of Enoch recently, mm-hmm. and there's proof that that was written so far after that the the rest of the bible being written and there's stuff in there that's like not right wackadoo yeah yeah well it's just like josephus josephus says that he's a great historian yeah and he validates so many different things yeah. right yeah yeah but josephus even some of his stuff has been because it's person it's a person's opinion yep that they're providing whereas the bible is not a person's opinion the Bible is actually God-inspired. Yeah. That's the difference. Yep. Completely different. That's why I say I stick to the Bible. Now, you have great commentators. Matthew Henry. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. But all I'm saying to you is still not the word of God. Yep. It is still man's. Like Josephus, he walked during that time. He's a, he's a great historian. We I use his stuff, right? I use his stuff because he talks about Paul. Paul was, per him, four foot four. Okay? Did he have a measuring tape? Do you know what I'm saying? Could he yeah. have just been short? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they. it's recorded he was bald. So we know hey, that's true. there we go. Right? Yeah, yeah Paul yeah. was bald. Yeah. He had a caterpillar for an eyebrow. Oh, unibrow. Unibrow. Okay. Yep. He's bow-legged. Oh, man. Those are things that you know. But unless somebody took a tape measure to him, yeah. that's just someone's opinion. Yeah, yeah. It's also someone's opinion that Jesus was 4'6". Yeah. Okay? But other people say he was above five foot tall. Hmm. So it just depends. That's where I say, unless it's in the Bible, we know that Jesus had no beauty in him. Isaiah yep. clearly says yep. he was not attractive. Yep. Even though Isaiah didn't see him, he was a prophet. He could tell. Yeah. He foretold what was to come to pass. And his, in everything he said, there's not been a prophetic word that has not come to pass. Yeah. Or is going to come to pass. Because there's still prophecies that he spoke that have not come to pass only because they're end time prophecies, yeah. right? My thing is, is like you were saying, because I could hear you while the woman was 
question me <laughs> is are you healing the sick are you willing are you winning the lost are you discipling believers because truthfully that's the great commission that's what jesus yeah. told us we are to do he told us to repent sin no more then when the lost he did say heal the sick yeah you know blind yeah. i see but but he did say Dis, dis, disciple believers. Mm -hmm. So we have a great calling on our lives and a great commission. If through studying out, like maybe this person is kind of like a philosopher, kind of, mm -hmm. I'm not that deep. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. the deeper things, unless it's like learning about like Middle Eastern stuff, I'm not a deep person, guys. This, not that I'm shallow. But this well does not go very far. This is a rabbit hole kind of thing, though. You're, yes. you're not interested in rabbit holes. I'm not. But here's the thing I will say to you is this. There are some people that have a very philo philosophical mind. Yeah. They hang around other very philosophical people. Mm -hmm. So they can use these things to win the loss through them. Correct. So I don't want to say, don't. If that's your personality and you're going to use this as a tool to win the loss then use it yeah. do it but don't get so down in the fray yeah, yeah, that yeah. you're unusable and you're actually not doing what the holy spirit or you know when he when the holy spirit's going to convict you go and talk to that person yeah go lay hands on that person but you don't know how to do it because you haven't you don't focus on the real true important things right or what be considered truly important yeah. That's my thing. Well, and like Paul said, I don't come with wise or persuasive words, but a demonstration of the Spirit's power. So somebody who is yeah. literally winning the most people, which was Paul, he was, I mean, brilliant. Well, yeah. He, he had all of the, he had all the Torah memorized. Memorized. And he yeah. wasn't going up to people and talking about Lucifer's flight. He was, and he was a philosopher of, he was, of yeah. philosophers. Yeah, yeah. He was a yeah. Pharisee of Pharisees, and he was healing people. Yeah. So it kind of tells you what's more important. Excuse me, I agree. That Pepsi Zero, guys. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was on the phone with one of my friends. I literally, my my friend Kim. Kim, yeah. you, I, I would give her a last name, but I don't want to. You know who I'm talking yeah, about? Yep, yep. Burped right in her ear. <laughs> really loud. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. But I she's my age. And like, <laughs> she, she's, I won't say she's immature. Like, I'm an immature 50. Young at heart. I'm young at heart. Yeah, yeah. What do they call those uh, people who are in those 55 and older um, oh, like, like those Bible study groups? Oh. What do they call them? Oh. It's so churchy. I can't remember. Not it's elders, so, but. It's, not, it's like young at hearts, but that's, it might be young at hearts. Yeah. I'm never going to be one of them. <laughs> I am never going to one of those groups. I'm never doing that. But she's like me. She's like she's very chill, very funny. Like, so, so she didn't mind the burp. She didn't care. Well, she didn't hear it. Oh, but it was loud. Oh, she I probably I, thought it was like work noise. I do that for noise. band practice in the microphone on purpose because everybody has their in ears in. Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> they oh love it. Gosh. They love it. Yeah, in your own mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> girls like gas. Yeah, I'm a big sound fan. of gas. You're not allowed to do that right now. I'm not. Hey, listen, I've You've been behaved. good. I've been good. You've behaved. I'm being good. It's because Tom's not here. <laughs> the net, uh, next question is, uh, some people, I, you know what? I try and stick to the order in which I get these questions. I don't always um, answer them like that because some people have personal questions that they ask me. And this podcast isn't really to learn about me. This podcast yeah. is to really either be about the Bible or learn about like different things in life that don't, do me so this one's been a, this one's been in the mix for a while but um it said i heard you are an excellent salesperson can you teach me your secret to your success <laughs> well i'd have to if i did that i have to kill you after i was done because i don't share my secrets <laughs> but there is something to be said i am a good salesperson that is true i've done sales since i was 25 sold a lot I've been very successful in sales. I know a lot, I do know a lot of salespeople and we're all cut from the same cloth pretty much. <laughs> we have no heart. Yeah. You, ha you, ha you can't have a heart. And the reason you can't have a heart if you're in sales is because you hear no more than you hear yes. Yeah. If you're gonna sit and cry every time you hear no, 
pack your bags. It's not going to happen for you. You just have to be like, I don't care if I hear a no. Because every no I hear gets me closer to my yes. You know? You have to believe in what you're selling. See, I don't sell products anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sell Jesus. There you go. So, and you have to be confident in what you sell. You have to believe in what you sell. And you have to work for a company that is reputable. Yeah. And when they don't aren't reputable anymore, you have to be willing to call it a day, which I've had to. Like, mm. when I was young, when I was like 20, listen, Tom tells the story. Like, I made huge money. He didn't even have to cash his check from the, the sheriff's office. Wow. His checks would sit in. They would have to say, you got checks sitting in here. Because that's they didn't <laughs> mail them. They just put them in your mail slot. Yeah. He would have checks sitting in there. We were rolling in the dough. I was like, I don't know, 30s, mid-30s or something like that, making just shy of six figures. At that, that's wow. that's all, yeah. Back in the day, it was like crazy. Usually, when I've Ooh. done sales, it's always been close to that. Cause, yeah, whatever. But here's the thing: my boss decided to go a route that was unethical mm. and would not honor the people we were selling to. So I said, "If you do that, I'm a Christian. You know, I'm a Christian, and if you do that." I will not be working here any longer, which I was his best salesperson. Yeah. And he opted to do it. So he went away on vacation for a week. And when he got back, he had my resignation on his desk. <laughs> and I don't do that. I don't care how much money you make. Yeah, yeah. You are your word. If you say something, yeah. your word is your word. You are, if you, if you say I'm a Christian, then you represent Christ. It doesn't mean you represent Christ when it fits your criteria yeah when it's convenient yeah no <laughs> you listen you don't count the cost yeah you do what is right every stinking time and god looks at those things he who is faithful with a little will be faithful with much yep and if you prove yourself that you can be faithful and honor then he'll take you to places but most people would never have done that. Yeah. I came home, I told Tom. I was like, this is what he's going to do. I said, I can't do that. He's like, you're quitting. He had no qualms about it at all. Yeah. I One of my last jobs, I absolutely loved it. I made great money in sales. Great money. They started doing things that were unethical. And it's like, I guess it's time to go. Yeah. So I went, and then I got a better job. Yeah. Made more, way more money than I was making at the other place. Yeah. Because, again, he who is faithful with the little will be faithful with much. And then I took this job, and it was a pay cut. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't matter. But now you get to do this. Because I have a podcast now. Yeah, because, exactly. But here's the thing. It doesn't matter because I love this job. Yeah. I've, like, I've always had two to three jobs. Yeah. Even though you're making money. Like, I work for the church for free. I, oh, yeah. I made a good, gave me a good job where we made decent money. I've also not worked. Yeah. So because we were raising our kids and we homeschooled and you have to make sacrifices in life. It's seasons, times and seasons. And you have to be willing to go through those times and seasons. But God always provides. He is always faithful no matter what. Yep. If you pay your tithe. Yep. People always, always, always want the benefits without the obedience yeah. and it doesn't work like that if you want all that god has for you yep. you must be obedient and then watch out yeah because he's coming yeah it's, and he comes <laughs> good yeah it's like they want salvation without repentance yeah same kind of thing yeah it's like i said last time it costs you nothing but you give up everything yeah yeah you give up you which is the best thing you'll ever do yep. in your whole life you know and people say, well, it's easy for you to say. Well, yeah, you might be able to say that, but it hasn't always been. No, no. People it have no clue. It hasn't always been. Yeah, people they look no at clue. where you are now versus where what it take, took to get you there. Yeah. It's a lot of grinding. And I'm still grinding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not like today. Today was this morning. <laughs> did not go as planned. But I put on joy. Yeah. And that's what I decided to do. No matter what came against me. No matter, I've been up since four in the morning. Oh yeah. my gosh. I, went, I, got, I woke, the Lord woke me up at four in the morning. Ugh. I was praying. Didn't get to sleep back till six. And then, thank God, thank God, I was able to sleep until nine. But then I popped up. But it was not a restful night. So 
it's not been like but that's life you know and then i'll be working till late tonight because you don't in ministry you don't stop i don't care what anybody says yeah i we i don't i don't remember the last day i had off i don't care <laughs> yeah. i could care less yeah. i love what i do correct so it doesn't matter um but most importantly as i always say at the end of every show or every podcast is where are you with the lord because it does just doesn't matter nothing else in this world matters except him and you may be you may say well i'm just not ready well i applaud you for being honest be hot or cold for the lukewarm i will spew out of my mouth it'd be far better for you to just say it's not for me right now i'll keep watching you because i like learning different things or whatever i'll keep watching you because it's mildly entertaining but um it's not for me well at some point your heart may change because i've been there aaron's been there yep. it wasn't for us but eventually god it's like fishing like you said he just keeps reeling you in slowly and you just keep getting softer and softer whether you realize it or not it's a beautiful thing so there might be some of you that are saying you know what i was not willing but i am now and today's your day whether you walked away and you want to get your life right or it's your first time whatever the case may be the angels rejoice in heaven yep. for every sinner that comes home yeah so not only will we be excited about your return but heaven just goes off that it's like a what's what's that um i'm not thinking of a, oh, it's a wonderful life that's not what i'm thinking but what is it that like when you're in like you're in a sports arena mm -hmm. and the like the person makes makes the net like a ba basketball player shoots and makes it the whole place goes crazy yeah, yeah, yeah. right yeah that's like it is what it's let's what it's like in yeah. heaven with the angels i mean yeah. it's that big of a deal it's like you just won the game yeah 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 because in all out in all actuality when you do ask uh do get saved whether you realize it or not you just won the game yeah so it's that big of a deal it's it's very loud i mean it's very very um it's very loud up there it's, <laughs> it's like a block party it's like a block party yeah, yeah. and yeah. It, you know what people are coming home all the time so can you imagine the continuous oh man noise yeah it's crazy and i will tell you this if you haven't listened to jesse duplantis have you listened to jesse duplantis's heaven where mm -hmm. he went to heaven no what tom was talking about on sunday mm -hmm. yeah yeah unbelievable yeah unbelievable like the anointing my mom actually watched it and um this is a side note we're gonna go back but listen if you haven't watched jesse duplantis's uh message about heaven he did one recently um i think at uh well, i don't know where it was at um but it was a very beautiful church um my mom called me i called my mom up because i call her every day and she was like in tears hmm. she said the anointing was so powerful you know what tom said when he was listening to it hmm. he was like it is so heavily anointed you can feel it through just through the video he's like you know it was real I mean, Tom is the biggest skeptic on the face of the earth, outside of Aaron <laughs> True. and my son. They're all three very skeptical, but it was it's it's unbelievably powerful. So go on YouTube, look up Jesse Duplantis, his uh, story about heaven. I think it's about an hour and forty five minutes or something like that, because you know the very beginning is very powerful too. But um, but back to. Uh, well, here's the thing. You should watch Jesse Duplantis's thing about heaven. Because, listen, if you ain't saved, you're going to want to go there <laughs> for real. I mean, it'll make you want to go. And it even talks about a man. He talks about a man who, when he goes up, he sees a man who came up on another. They go up on like a gondola. A gondola. It's like going up a gondola. And this man comes out, and he is like, like kissing the ground. He's like, oh, my gosh, I made it. Oh my gosh, I made it. He couldn't believe it. And then there were people that were just walking in there, like they knew they were yeah. gone. Like, let's not be the one that's like kissing the ground saying, thank God I made it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? Because not everybody's going to make it. Most will not. Narrow is the way, 
there are few that be that find it. And broad is the road to destruction. Yeah. That's the where, I mean, broad is the road. That means it's pretty wide because that's the travel path that most go. Yeah. So most will not go to heaven. Let's make sure that you are one that will. So let's say this sinner's prayer with me um, right now. Dear Father, I come to you right now. I ask you to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I ask you to forgive my sin. And when I die, I will go and be with you in heaven. I turn from my ways and I serve you for all the rest. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you said that prayer, please, please, please let us know. We're going to pray with you. We're going to stand with you. Matthew, uh, in Matthew, it talks about the parable of the sower. All, almost every seed that was sown uh, was snatched away. There's only one that actually flourished and grew. And we want to stand and pray mm -hmm. that you are the one that grows. The way to do that is to get into a solid Bible-based church, church, watch Foundation Church. My husband, I know he's my husband, and I know I, you would consider me Predge, but I'm just telling you, he's probably one of the few out there that gives you Bible more than most. The other one is Revival Today. Tune into them. Jonathan Shuttlesworth is stinking hilarious and full of the gospel. I would also tell you to watch uh, Pastor Rodney Howard Brown. He's phenomenal and powerful anointing. You can fill up your week with solid teaching and filled with the word and no world. Get rid of the world. You know, we've got so much world um, being infiltrated with us. Fill yourself up with the word. You'll become solid. You'll start going out, winning the loss, and discipling your own believers and taking them with you to heaven. What a great day. There'll be crowns in heaven for you. So, have a great weekend. I look forward to seeing you next Wednesday. I'll look lots better. I can promise you that. Wednesday's going to be a great day. In Jesus' mighty name. Have a great weekend. We'll see those of you that attend church um, here at Foundation. I'll see you on Sunday. If you have no church and you live in the area, we welcome you to come. The address is, uh, we gave you the address, right? You gave them the address where to go? It's Are you not telling on them where there. to go? Yeah. You gave them the website? Yeah. Look it up. Yeah. Have a great day. Bye. Real talk.